Alphabet Intelligence Podcast. Afrobeat Intelligence. Democratizing African music. For you, more than anything, you're someone that came from, you pulled it out of the mud. Real, to like, be honest. I, I, I remember... I remember one of the earliest, I think, shine you started getting was, I still remember that video of you in a boat. Yeah, singing in the canoe. In the canoe, yes, yes. yes. I think uh, I've been, my story has been able to gather together, you know, based off the experiences like I've, you know, been able to experience like over, over time. And when I say, I mean, when you say the mud, how I, picture it is more like from you know scratches you know just scratching the surface trying to find you know something worth it yeah um i was first I first grew up in bagada yeah and then my parents moved to moe all your life you've been in bagada for yeah for like a a healthy part of my childhood okay you feel me i moved to moe at around like 10 11 yeah because i had to go to school in Ogun state but you know, the difference was, Bagada was a lot more, I could see a lot more, I could, you know, there was a whole lot happening in the environment. But okay. when I moved to Moe, it was a lot more rural. So yeah. in that in that place, it's very hard to dream. If you know I mean? <laughs> Especially when you, if you actually, I'll probably try and take you guys there sometime, but if you go there, yeah, especially where I was staying, it's more like a village. You feel me? So to everybody around, like, we're the affluent ones. Yeah, for me, but we're just regular, regular like yeah. middle class people. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? generally like rural Nigeria. If mm-hmm. you're not, if you transplant yourself from the city to rural mm-hmm. Nigeria, mm-hmm. even though you have the basic level of comfort, literally, people <laughs> consider you rich. Real, because you hear me talking and you be like, ah, in Willie Lane. It was a whole, it was a whole different thing. So there was times I saw myself having to come to Lagos just to feel something you know like it's more like over there it's like there's nothing so you know that's that's my perception of you know just the mud per se you feel did me that, so. did that did that did that fuck with you hmm. that, tra- honest, that transition my I, I was very insecure okay you know at a a very earlier stage because I went to some of the best schools yeah. so it's like I had to meet with some of the Best kids, you know, from different backgrounds, yeah. And I wasn't that guy, I mean, Um, yet you feel me. So every time I always somewhat felt like inferior, you know, whenever they're having like certain conversations or like talking like certain stuff, you feel me. So especially when I put it out to some of my friends that I wanted to make music, you know, so it was more like guy you know <laughs> so it's like how do you like how you know so um especially off where i was coming from and you know i i didn't feel like i was going to fit in yeah but i was just more confident on the fact that you know it was what i wanted and i felt like yeah, it was a dream i could you know achieve and so like sometimes it messed with me yeah. you know my background or where i was coming from or my environment you know compared to like where my friends or the people I was relating with, you know, were coming from. So sometimes that switch of, oh yeah, city boy to village, mm. you know, back to coming back to coming to university. I, I mean, I'll be going from Moe to yeah. Babcock. 
That, and then, that, that's a huge leap, man. Yeah, man. It's wild because, I mean, they'll ask me, where you st- you ask, where are you staying? I have to lie to you that I'm in Lagos. You feel <laughs> me? So, like, so you almost feel like, yeah, I'm worth, I'm reachable. Yeah. You feel me? So it's a whole, it was a whole thing at the time. But but the, some of your people know that you were, you lived in Moe. Did anybody mm-hmm. from school follow you home? Nobody ever followed me home, per se. But some, some people, some people knew. It was more like, uh, okay, where are you dropping off? Oh, I'm dropping off. I'm away. Oh, are you, do you stay away? Yeah, I stay away. So, cool. But it wasn't a case of that. Uprightly, if you weren't my person, you feel me? I wouldn't necessarily tell you, oh, I stay away. I'll be too shy to say that. You know, I'll probably tell you I stay somewhere close, very like beggar or something. So, you feel me? Huh. I lived in, I lived in rural Nigeria for a year, mm. somewhere in a boring state. Wow. Yeah. Somewhere around <laughs> when I was, I think, nine, eight, nine. I was in a Boeing state and after someone that grew up in Port Harcourt, mm-hmm. I went to a Boeing state and I absolutely hated that village. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, there was I nothing, nothing. <laughs> Every, it felt like life moved at a slower pace than everywhere else. The people were poor. It was like every day, every day I felt like that in way. The people were poor and you can aspire to anything there in those sort of, in those sort of spaces. Especially when you're working, when you want to do a job that's very public facing. Yes, exactly. Like it's to to them, it's a reach. Yeah, you know, it's it's more like ah, how, but okay. <laughs> eventually, like how do you really want to do it around here? You know, so um, I think it's 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 nice or it's good for you to have the mental picture of you know seeing better for yourself. Yeah, you know, always having uh, a, always having hope for. You know, a better time or a better future. It's the only way you can actually get out of that space because sometimes, like, it weighs down on you, and then you decide to, you know, just be a product of what exactly is around you. True. Yeah. And for for you, were you were you ever? What what were the fun parts? What 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 made it make sense? What parts would you say? Okay, I held on to this. Or this was something I loved there. You know, like, if anything, it was the, you know, the, the difference in the, I mean, the dynamic, more like the dynamic in living. It's like, there, the people are more, they're more interested to hear you. Okay. You know, it's, it's more like, oh, he's the smarter guy. Like, you know, let him talk. So it sort of had, it, it had this, it helped with like you know relating with like people around in a sense whereby I had a little bit of regard, yeah. you understand. But at the same time, what I also enjoyed was the fact that you know nobody was judging anybody. You know, it wasn't a case of you have more than I do, or it was a um, I, I'm going to I have this wealth and I'm going to oppress you with it. No, none of that. Like it was there was a sense of togetherness. You know, yeah. like. Community. Everybody knew somebody. Everybody knew each other in some way. Yeah, you know the commu- There was real community. Yes. You feel me? So, um, yeah, that was that was basically what I missed from there because like most of the people that liked you really liked you. Yeah, you, you feel me? So True. it wasn't a it wasn't a thing of oh it was mixed or anything. You feel me? So that was what I missed because in the in the bigger cities, you know, everybody is all about their own. Yeah, you feel me? So it's not like anybody's coming to check on. I, there were times like probably wouldn't we wouldn't come out of the house for a while and then people come 
to the house to check, like, oh, are you guys okay, or this type of stuff, but you don't get that in the city. No, no, you don't. <laughs> you, you don't. So, yeah. You don't. Even Lagos still has like a, a, a piece of that. Mm. A little bit. A little bit. A little. Maybe well, like estate communities. True, <laughs> true, true. But I, 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 for most of August, I spent most of August in London. Mm. And I couldn't wait to come back home. Mm. And one of the reasons why was because it felt, it felt like people didn't want to see each other. Nobody was to talking to each other. Nobody was... Nobody was having a conversation. Everybody was just walking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't you don't just get stuck in a place with people and you and you like maybe you're waiting, two of us are waiting for something else. Yeah, we can have a casual conversation. Yeah, you can't. Half Someone's the time you can't even <laughs> ask your you, the guy on the street smoking yeah. cigarettes for, to pass you to pass you a, a, a cigarette. You know, uh it's it's wild because like I also feel the same way whenever I go on tour. Yeah, you know it's like I don't. These are not the same set of people. Like I necessarily go out to it, so it's like whenever somebody really wants to take me out, on a no matter how you know friendly or cordial that they're trying to be, Mm -hmm. I would always have like some reservation based on like it's probably not my vibe or Mm -hmm. they don't party like my friends do. You know, it's you know I I always have this thing going on, but uh. Oftentimes, you know, I've been trying to adjust to it. So, because so, sometimes I realize like these people are just waiting for a little tick. True. You know? It's more like if you actually reach out, like, oh, yo, what's up? Could you pass me a stick? Because it, it happens because they won't ask you. Yeah. <laughs> they, obviously. So if you if you do reach out, yeah, it, it kind of breaks that ice. That ice. Yo. There was a lot of there was a lot of ice. It, it was too thick. <laughs> It was oh, freezer. Like, yeah, and I, I went to do all the touristy things. Mm. Like I took rides. I took. I ate at biggest, yeah. lots of restaurants. Um, even went on a cruise. Yeah. Went to the. So you have the, the the feel of community, but still, still you know, it's within, like lacking. Yes, within that space, we might be four enjoying this ride. You know, it's nobody's like, talking to each other. <laughs> four people enjoying the ride out of eighty-two people in there. You feel me? That type of feel. It's uh, not. It's not. You know. But. But do you do you still go back to Moway? Yes, uh, mainly because I mean I'm about to move my parents away because okay. trying to get them a place in Chevron. But it's a uh, I go back to Moway every time I have to see them, or I, like anytime I'm out of the country and I come back in, I have to go to Moway just to you know see my parents and whatnot. But if anything, it's like I miss the community or, or the you know the freedom i don't think i have the, the same freedom as i did have back then you know yeah to be able to go out and like just sit down you know outside yeah you know with my friends and you know whatnot and think everything is sweet and nobody knows me and everybody's still going to let everything go on the way it's supposed to meanwhile no so it's like i can go back to my way but i can't go back the same person <laughs> does that in any way suck well lately it's been sucking <laughs> I, can't, I can't even lie lately it's been sucking because it's like you know like I miss I miss my anonymous life do you I, I didn't think I was going I didn't think I was going to you know I feel like keep the money in my pocket and let everybody just forget what I look like for now 
You know, it's it's it gets like that on some days. Okay. You, you want it when you have a show. Okay. You want everybody to know that oh you have a show and gather at one place and so you can perform and it's great. Yeah. But I don't I don't want it when I'm at the barber shop or yeah when I'm at the gym. You know, like if I you see one of the reasons why I can't use every gym in Lagos is the more reason why like you go into one and it's a it's a problem. <laughs> it's it becomes it becomes a carnival. Well, it's a whole thing. But did you did you think you were going to? Okay, you said you didn't know you were. But at the start, mm-hmm. was it not? People sell that thing, fame, mm-hmm. um, popularity, mm-hmm. the the people putting you on a pedestal, mm-hmm. and everyone like trying to trying to know you yeah. and like you, yeah. and you know, have initially even so- it's, a, it's a big rush. In you know, what in what way? So I, I I give you this categorically. Like if you if you know. I've, you know, I've come off on some controversial period of like, you know, dragging like certain like artists based off the fact that, you know, at the time, you know, firstly, I mean, you know, SS3 are going to 100 level. Yeah. You know, it's more like I'm young, I have free data, I have cheap data. It's more like I need attention. I'm looking for a rush, mainly because like there isn't, there isn't so much going on for me at the time. Yeah. So it's like anything that could get me, you know, up to up to up to a certain level whereby I feel like yeah people know who I am you know it entices me mainly because you're in university yeah you're lonely <laughs> especially when you come into hundred level yeah. that's something a lot of people don't know if you don't have friends you tend to look out outwards on the internet or probably like anywhere else for you know companionship maybe because mainly because being lonely is a very it's a very terrible it's thing so. but yeah if if it's a if it's in a case of back then, I wasn't you know I, I was looking forward to blowing up mainly because of damn like a lot of people know me yeah you know like and then like okay I'll be you know popular or something but it's your, not your, your music and your style your your mm-hmm. music would move mm-hmm. yeah so I, even before I started making music you know it was always this thing of you you needed to be somebody everybody has this notion of you have to be somebody in life even if you want to be a doctor or whatever you have to be somebody but you have to be outstanding yeah but music has always been something that i loved for music you know from being a child and everything i got into university and i stopped rapping yeah <laughs> mainly because a lot of people were way better than i was you know oh so you're also pragmatic yeah so i, I like to i like to view things for the way they are you okay. know if there is a you know, if I feel like there is a certain competition, like, you know, I, I started off, you know, writing at 11, just rhyming, yeah. putting little rhymes like this and that. And I was rapping, you know. And then I got into the choir, started singing. Yeah. Going to university, and I noticed that there's a lot of rappers. Yeah. And I can't, I can't keep up, mainly because I, they were way better than I was. But did you also look at the market, like the market size for rap then? Or was hip-hop then, was did hip-hop look like, was hip-hop blowing then? Was it in its rawest form? Hmm. Hip-hop at the time, who was really doing it for me at the time? I think at the time it was M.I. Yeah. And Nato C. Yeah. The Kenny Big Deal era, yeah, you, you One Night yeah. era. So that was, the, that was the era whereby... You know, it was coming with a lot of it was coming with a lot of swag, but at the same time, also at that time, the American, you know, culture, the hip hop culture, was also 
coming into the country at a full fledge. You know, yes. that was when we started hearing J. Cole more, mm-hmm. we started hearing Drake more, we yeah. started hearing a lot of so it was kind of clashing because now it's more like people are hearing a, a little more refined hip hop, yeah, in some sense, and then like the 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 country one, the one that's actually in the country, they're trying to step it up, yeah, to, sort to of, get to that level, know, get to that level. You feel me? And so it became a thing of me like, do I really want to join this market of people trying to step up, yeah, <laughs> or I want to create a niche for myself or create a part for myself? And so that was even the year I started listening to a lot of Burner. Okay. Burner Boy was something that it was a fresh it was breath of fresh air at the time because it was like 2012, 2013. Yeah. You know, so at the time I felt like, you know, there was more I could do with my vocals, more than, you know, just rapping. You know, so yeah, that's the more reason why like I decided to, you know, be more dynamic with it. And you know, you finally pers- you pursued this mm-hmm. for a while. Even when, so you when you left school, mm-hmm. when were you already singing in Babcock? Yes, I mean I wasn't putting out music professionally, but I could sing. You know, how were you showing the skill off? How how did people know that you could sing? Were you singing in class? Were you doing mm-hmm. all of that? So first, initially, I was in the choir. Okay, yeah, you said that. Uh, yeah, and then I don't know why I used to do this at sometimes, but at church. You know, when like we used to have like little church meetings in school. Yeah. You know, in Babcock at the time. And bro, probably during like testimony time, I'll come out and sing. For no reason. Just on some <laughs> just on some gratitude piece. Maybe I'm feeling good. Probably I just aced the a class or I aced the subject or something. I just feel inspired and I'll come out and sing. So sometimes in the church it's like, bro, you can sing, but why are you not in choir? It's like, nah man, I'm not about that. I think it was Corley. You know, when I was doing like my IT in like 300 level, yeah, I I was, you know, I was listening to a lot more people on like SoundCloud, uh, Odunsi, David Melly, Santi, Fashino, you know, the Lady Donleys and, you know. So you were listening to Donley, yeah. Yeah, we're Fashino. To, we're listening to like literally, you know, Donley, David Melly, Fashino, Odunsi, you know, Odunsi, Santi. Yes. You know, I'm a Ray. It was through SoundCloud you know, a lot yeah. there. At the time, it's like, who are you guys? And okay. you guys sound young, you feel young, you look young. And you guys are really putting out music and actually growing a little community for yourselves. Because at the time, people were having a thousand or something followers and I was like, what? <laughs> you know? It's like, 5,000 followers, like, what? <laughs> like... What like how, you know? Yeah. Because I'm seeing 98 followers on probably, you know, some other stuff I'm trying to probably my main social media page. You feel me? So at the time it's like, how how do people do that? You know, and I was more of interested, you know, in you know getting there, and so like off listening and trying to see how what the sound is like right now because at the time it was alternative. Yeah. You know, it wasn't what. You were going to walk into the club and hear. Yeah. You know, it was something that you had to source for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... Oh, it's acquired taste. Yes. You feel me? Like, I want, I want to listen to this, like sushi. Yeah. True. <laughs> you, know? true. you really want... You really would want to yes, eat this. You really want to eat it before you like, rah. Yeah. You know? So, I was really interested in it. And so, like, I... During... While I was doing IT in 2017, I yeah. was more focused on music. Like, I was just listening... 
and writing, you know. At the time I was, you know, I fancied the style of writing, you know, the there was more storytelling involved, especially because I was listening to Burnout, I was listening to these alternative guys too. Yeah. So it's like, wow, there's, there's people are flexing now. Like, you know, they're, they're, well, what, what was striking about it? It was the fact that it was more arranged. Okay. You know, like people had more to say, you sure. know, you know, it's like, people give themselves I, I was, space I, to talk. Yeah. You feel me? I was used to, I was used to the Afro pop side of things, you know, I, cause I grew up on, Jibanjo, let me maintain nice. Yeah. You know, uh, before I started finding Olamide and the guys, you know, but it was a thing of most of the time, this the topics were very, you know, minute. Like, like they, they were, were, yeah, they they were limited. Like, yeah, feel me. It was too limited. It's like, and very hedonistic. Yeah, you very, it's like you can't, they only relate to who they relate to. True. You, know, you don't know anything about the younger guys. Is that what you're saying? Is, is that is it that you don't know anything more than, you know, party, flexing, and, you know, you can talk about other stuff. There's things that are actually bothering people here. So, and shout out to the people that actually used to try and put those things in probably like their body of works and whatnot. But when I found the alternative sound, it was like, and then Burner Boy, it was like, Right, these people are these people are really they have much more to say. Yeah, you know, even if it might still be on the same topic, or it's just more refined. It's more ref, it's more refreshing. You yeah. Know? So that was what stuck out for me, and it's like I have to make something of this nature, too. It's like I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to make something that was you know not going to actually have like substance with it. You know? I, I I get you and. Listening to your music, mm-hmm. listening to the music you make, you are credited with a few things. A few things stick out mm-hmm. when people talk about your music. First, everyone cannot get enough of what you do with melodies, how you find how you find new sounds, <laughs> new, pockets. new pockets of sound to take us to. So that's something that, and even when you work with other people also, you still find a way to improve on everything you touch. Always. Real. So people talk about that melody, your music acumen, and then they also talk about your writing. I think uh, that's what, what was key for me. Yes. People talk about your writing also. They talk about how how they can, from your music, like hear who you are and you're talking to them as Real. people. So, and it's very poetic in its sure. own way. It has yeah. the rhyme. It has all of that. And it still has that melody. So that's, that's where people always say, this is the sweet spot for me. For me, I think I, I'd give credit to the early stages of rapping. Okay. Because rap made you pay attention to your words on a higher level. More like you were more, you were compelled to say something of complexity. Yeah. You feel me? Especially you're, like you're meant to think beyond, yeah, beyond, beyond just the regular normalcy. Yeah, you feel me? So, you know, there was, I mean, especially when you listen to like them MIs, them Jessies, them Nados, them Ice Prince, and especially just Chuck, Chuck Boys at the time, it was the thing yeah. of, yeah, this is where the rapping guys, you feel me? So it's like, they'd say something and you have to go and check the word. business. So it's like, rah. But also it's the arrangement and the rhyme scheme. Yeah, you know, it's something I had to employ here. So even if the melody is sweet for me, 
you know, I still have to give you that element of feeling like, yeah, there's, there's, there's this rapper feel, <laughs> you know, in it. So, yeah, I try to imbibe that a lot in what I do. And, and in many ways, your music sounds like an amalgamation of both. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does, because while you, while you, while you have embodied, while you embody, mm-hmm. you embody the best of uh, lyrical dexterity, songwriting, you know, storytelling, you know, imagery and image creation. At the same time, you still have a handle on what works for me popularly, even for you and yeah, for and the market outside, yeah. and outside. Well, um, I think I, I say I'm a li- I'm very attentive. You know, I pay attention to what's happening outside me and around me. Yeah. You know? And even inside, it's it's the more reason why I say 2021 was a very strategic year for me. Yeah. Mainly because coming off the pandemic, like I wasn't putting any music out, but I was working on my writing and my delivery again. Yeah. You know, how do you work on those? Um, what does it mean to work on your writing and delivery? Really, it's it's the wordplay, you know. For at this time, you'll be hearing a lot. You'll be getting a lot of beats and be jumping on a lot of beats. Not because you you want to put it out. It's more like you want to test how diverse you can flow on it. So oh. I was doing. So it's practice. Yes, it's, it's real practice, really. So it's, I was writing like six six to seven bars like every day, you know, just to okay, you know keep up on a level whereby it's like yeah this is a rhyme scheme and even if i'm not using it right now i use it later on you feel me certain times it's why these days i could walk into a studio and i sort of already have what i want to sing yeah i don't have the melody yet but it's, it's all written you know so um because you've created so much it's yes. turned into a, it's turned into a bank yes it's the reason why the the, ne- the next year i was like i'm going to spread that out yeah, to as much people as I could. I had a reservation with Features the year before. Why? Mainly because I, I felt like I wanted to come out on my own terms. So it's like, even if I wanted to, I didn't want to be on anybody's record. I wanted to have people on my record and strategic people. Yeah. You know, because 2019 I had Zlatan. Yeah. And Zlatan was, he gave me an opportunity of a lifetime. And then, that went on to December where Burner actually heard Lenu in the club. Yeah. And said, you know, I'm going to jump on Lenu. So it's like, you've done Zlatan, you've done Burner. Are you really going to, you know, start jumping on other people's songs? But, you know, the pandemic here turned out, you know, differently for me because it's like, it gave me a whole different perspective, you know? So what did it, what, what perspective was that? Because it was like a, it was sort of like a blessing and a curse at the same time. Because it's like, what was the curse? Chris was the fact that a lot of people, for like like me now, and what I was dealing with, a lot of people didn't necessarily believe in, you know, putting out anything at the time, especially if you needed to spend money with it. You know, I was in, I was signed to a label, and it was a case of, hmm, this is a new artist. Yeah, are we about to unveil this artist, put money on this artist without, uh, you know, a guarantee or like a safety a safety net, like we're going to make this money back based on shows or, yeah. you know, appearances. But 
there weren't any shows. People were outside. People were just inside. Mm -hmm. So it was more of like you had to take the content or what, take whatever you wanted to do online, you know, to have the traction you needed. And it wasn't feasible to some people. And for me, I felt like I want, I was ready to, you know, to come out. But, you know, based on the time, I'm, I'm still in the label. So it's like decisions not necessarily in my hands to come out at the time. And I can't blame anybody for not wanting to put money where they're not sure it's going to come back from. So yeah. that was the curse of the Because everything looked bleak. Then. Yes, because it was like, I've been money here, so you might not come out. You feel me? But it was a blessing to some because everyone was home. So it was an opportunity for you to actually put out something and they got to listen to it. Like I, I built, I built Afrobeats intelligence literally. during during the, <laughs> during pandemic. the pandemic. Real, everybody real. was just home, and I Feel just me. I was just driving from house to house. People yeah. were happy to see you. See, it was real because like, and people were happy to consume this because it gave them something from the outside. Yeah. It made them feel like they were inside. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. the same feel. You understand? So, um, I felt like that was that was what the pandemic you know had and brought. So like the new year, I was more on. Yeah. How did you take advantage of that? The blessings, the blessings, you know. I, I I won't say I took advantage of it to the fullest extent, but I took advantage of the of the time I had, you know, the time that I had to myself, you know. I wasn't I wasn't letting anything like slide, you know. Every experience I had to jot it down, you know, kind of create like melodies for me or create like word experiences for me. So it's like. When you're going through my notes and like you're seeing like stuff like that, the next year I'm like, if I if there's any record I can be on, I'm gonna jump on it. Yeah. You know, just so those melodies and those lines or those experiences don't waste. And were you free by then? Yes, I was. Uh, I think I my contract was supposed to be for a year. Okay. And so like I was excited because you know I thought that I was ready. Okay. I really felt like I was ready to take it on an, another level. So yeah, that's why I was making all those decisions on my own. So when you when your contract expired, did you consider going back? Did you consider renewal? No, I I never for once like considered renewing for one because you know, I felt like creatively I was ready to, you know, come outside, you know, I was I was ready to spread you know, I felt like I'd I'd learned everything I needed to learn, especially like you know, watching Burner record, yeah, how we deliver like you know, it was something like yeah, I, I studied this like yeah, I could do this now, you know, I could I could deliver properly on records now, you know, on a on a level whereby it's like I I think it's right, now is the right time to take charge of my career because you, know, so, you learned yeah, I'd learned everything that needed to be learned you know, musically. And for you, like looking at this from a personal place, when you began to fully go into the music, you said you listened to a lot of Burner Boy. Mm -hmm. And yes. now the first deal you had was with... Yeah, with Burner. With Burner, Spaceship Records. It was mind-blowing. I, I didn't even... I'd see, you see, I think that it paid a lot of... That pay, played a huge role in me signing the contract. That's That's... It was emotional for you too. Yes. You know. It was a dream come true. <laughs> Real. You know, I think it's it was it was even biased for me <laughs> for some for some for a level because it's like I 
the notion to be independent yeah. was very key till I met Bernard. Okay. It was like, that was the only person I could ever pen down for, you know? So it was like, especially, I didn't look at the money yeah. involved, the contract. Yeah. I, I was more about the relationship. Although I had amazing lawyers that made sure my contract was perfect. Yeah. You know, but you know, it wasn't about like the signing fee or whatever. I was more on, this is the biggest artist in Africa right now. So, and I want to tap in on a level whereby I could I could see things from his side, like from his point of view and understand the level he's operating at. You know, I could learn from how he records. Because the whole time Brenner was making the Grammy winning album, Trust the Stall, I was there. Yeah, you know, it was it was an amazing experience because like I was watching from track one to, you know, everything, even the ones that didn't even come out. You know, so it's that was the more reason why I signed. That was the essence of signing, you know, that was the that was my my joy. The closeness and the, to the opportunity. To, yeah, the opportunity to be able to, you know, be in the same space. And experience. And experience and this, Bernard real. Yes. This person that sort of shaped my musical essence, you know. So, you know, because Bernard was making Afrofusion. It was like a a mix of everything but still maintaining that African essence, you know, yes. that African elements in it. So that was the... That was what stuck out for me. He speaks like, his language, yeah, and delivers like himself. Yeah, you feel me? So it's it's a it's a it was something I felt that that was beautiful, and me, I wanted to tap into it. So it's why when the opportunity to even sign came, I wasn't, I, I didn't budge. I didn't budge. Mm. And the relationship now, how is it? Great, because I mean, you know, he's somebody I still see whenever it comes to Lagos. Yeah. I I love the fact that we still maintain an amazing relationship because, you know, it's it's the music that we both fell in love with. You know, that was that was what brought both of us together. And I don't think we can separate just because the music is always still gonna be there. True. And so this happened for you and after a year and you were free. Mm. You weren't scared at all. To be honest, like I, I always heard about how it gets crazy and difficult for for everybody else, but I felt like I had done everything obligatory to do. Okay, you know, like I delivered. So everyone gave you their blessings. You no, know, it was it was more like I I wouldn't say everyone, but the people that mattered. Okay, <laughs> you feel me? To me, it was more like I needed to talk to Bernard. And if Bernard says yes, I'm good. Okay. And he gave his blessing. Yeah, Bernard was, was totally okay. Because I me, mean, I, I wouldn't see him on the level of like, yo, OG, you know, I, I love you. And it's a case of, you've never, you've never styled me for music, of, of music for a year before. You yeah. know, so it's like, and I'm a huge fan. So it's like, I can't do that to my fan base anymore. Yeah. You feel me? So it was a case of, I, I didn't put out enough music in a year. Just put out one song. So it was like, right, I need to do better. <laughs> you feel me? So that was the more reason why I like, to dip and he saw it for what it was and it's like yeah you know what i give you my blessing let's go i think you need water yeah it's my uh please tell money tell me roll the joint there's gas in my room <clears throat> so going into this industry beyond them you knew your destiny was in your hands now bro what was key for you 
at that point? What was key? What was your central objective then? <sighs> to be honest, I was broke. <laughs> you know, it's it's relative, but being being in a position whereby you don't have any financial leverage yeah. puts you in puts you in a space whereby you're searching for the deepest of ways to come out of it. You're vulnerable. You feel me? I think like, and I think that's very, it's it's okay. Mainly because, mainly because I think before my mom died, yeah. she made me feel like it was Less okay so. to do that. Yeah. So um, it was, I've always had this thing of, oh, um, you know, things have to go this way, things have to go this way. And sometimes when it doesn't go my way, you know, I, I tend to like, you know, just break down or whatnot. And I realized at some point, my dad would see some stuff like that and be like, yo, that's terrible. Like, like scold me for it. My mom was like, yeah, you know, you can pause, break down and whatnot, but just don't make it, you know, your thing. Yeah. So, um, especially when I, t- when that height, when I took that height, it was like, could I come back from this break? That yeah. I didn't necessarily impose on myself. Yeah. You know, there were all, a whole lot of stuff that was going through my mind. Aside the fact that me, I knew like I was always going to be great and I was going to make music that was going to change my life forever. It's like there were some obstacles that were thrown at me at at a very, at those very crucial points in my life because I was just coming off 20, 2019. I dropped spiritual, I dropped Lenny remix. So it's like, what's left? Why is there still so much silence? Yeah. You know, that was like, it was a problem for me. You know, and if the money the money wasn't coming in, so it's like, rah, I need to get back out there. <laughs> you know, so it was one of the things that pushed me. You know, it influenced so much because I got, you know, it, it was different because while I was at home, somebody would give me food to eat and whatnot, and because it's my house, isn't it? But when I was outside, a lot more outside, it's like. I had to graft for it. So it's like, if I didn't have money, I wasn't going to tell my guy's mom to start making me food. Yeah. You feel me? So it's like, I'll, I'll be, I have to look for a way to get food, whatever yeah. way. So it influenced a lot of my, my mental. Because so like rent was, was due. <laughs> really? You know, like, you know, like when, when really in the, in the sense, rent was really due. You know, I, I was, I was, I was, I had my back against the wall. So it's like, yo, like, and to date, it's like I always, I always keep that mentality. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just that that little insecurity, like rah. <laughs> it makes you stay hungry. Yeah, it's like I, I can't, I can't, I can't go back to the, you know, feeling like, you know, there's nothing. It's always like I just always have to stay guided, you know. So mm. yeah. And so, what did the collaborations, those collaboration runs, mm. that phenomenal run that you had? What did it do for you? Very instrumental. Um, so I start with uh, Bling. Yeah. So beautiful decided, record. Yeah, I decided to connect on Bling mainly because they were my type of people. In what sense? In what sense? It what was, made them your type of people? It, it was Black Bones and it was Amari. They were alternative, but it was fresh. There was something fresh to it. So you see, Black Bones was coming off as a rapper. But with something more refreshing, he's braggadocious and you, you see, know, 
As you see, you've used this word now. Eh? <laughs> but if I use this word, they drag me on Twitter. <laughs> no, it's a real no. They, they, I, I don't know why people, me, I don't know they, why yes they dragged me on Twitter for using this word but <laughs> it's not a bad it's word it's not a bad word like yes. no real like it's a it's a it's more of it's more of like an aura yes. you know, it's, it's not the sometimes it's it's what hap, it's what happens on songs it's, it's a rapper thing it's supposed to be it's, it comes with what rappers you know it's why rappers go on records whereby there's six rappers on there and one rapper is still telling the other rapper I'm the best rapper in the world you know but there's other six people that are on on the same track rapping. Yeah, you know, so they it's not like you are you're dissing them or you know saying whatever to them. It's more like yeah, you're just owning your your thing. So I think that's what stuck out for me for Black Bones because yeah. it's like, yo, I think I I like this confidence you have with with it because bro, and he was very everywhere with his music. You know, he he took his art very personally. Yeah, you know, so. He, Anything to get the music out there, he was involved in it like one thousand percent percent. So um that was what stuck out for me. And then Amare, her vocals, like I said, I was listening to, you know, Amare at a very early stage, especially when I was still trying to find the sound. So it's like it's alternative, it's new, it's fresh, it's yeah. beautiful, it's sweet. So I felt like that was a perfect, you know, spot for me to blend. And and you went in. Yeah. <laughs> and for me it's let me see. Let me see if I could pull it out. Tell me, say you no go run away. Wait, see anytime I dey for the day, day. I'm with my guys and you know day, day. Baby, tell me, sure you got day, day. If money no dey for my pocket, yeah. I got this all to say, just all to say to you. You see the space, I see features. You were so natural, <laughs> real, real. Like I think it was. I I think I I loved the record so much, especially when. I just recorded. So it was the first song I decided to actually hop on for the year. You know, so it was it was refreshing for me. You know, it was I I, I really loved this. It. One of my favorite records till date. You saw you saw the magic it was doing. Super for you. instrumental. Like I said, like you you know, when the song dropped, Blackbones did what Blackbones does. Yeah. It's he went, more like he went he went yeah, very hard like on the market. He, he's he's more like he he was gonna die on there. So I, I remember what stuck out was the fact that it was when we went number one on the Apple Music charts. Yeah. And because Bernard just dropped. Yeah. And Bernard just dropped Kilometer. I was just coming off Bernard's label. Yeah. So it was crazy to hit that number one. Yeah. Where on a level whereby my former label has no choice but to see it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like he's involved on this song. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Let's you know, let's keep it rolling, and that was a that was a an amazing one. And then I went on to the studio. I think like two days afterwards, when the bling I got number one, and then that was when I met Ladipo. And that day, you know, I I just been I just come off the label and yeah. you know just trying to find my footing. So I wasn't the happiest of people, but. We just went number one, you know. And so that was how we were in the Did studio. that give you confidence? Yeah, it gave me a lot of confidence. I had to sing about it. <laughs> you know? And that was how feeling came about. And then feeling not. You guys were just at the studio. Yeah. Cause you know, like I came into the studio and he was working on something. Yeah. Uh in fact, I even jumped on what he was working on. So but that didn't come out yet. And you know, Andre was just playing the beat, the producer. And I 
I heard the beat of feeling and I'm like, rah, this is, it's provoking. The beat is, it has, it has this essence of feel, like feel good music. You feel me? So I, I was excited about the beat. And so I decided to, I laid the hook on it and Ladipo did his thing. And that transcended into something phenomenal, mainly because like, I think it was accepted here yeah. and in the UK. And like I said, like I, I was very strategic about how I was doing the features. Ladipo was signed to Maven, one of yeah. the strongest powerhouses around. So they, they, they have marketing power. So they were going to get me to the places where my money couldn't get me. True. <laughs> you understand? So it's True. like, I didn't have money to do what I wanted to do. So it's like, I'd rather give people the music to push it. <laughs> so it was very strategic for me. That's why the features were very monumental. And then going off that, I actually now dropping my own single outside, which solidified the sense of, oh, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know? And if I didn't put out those those features yeah. the way I did, people might not necessarily have paid attention to the lead single as much. And all through this run, one thing one thing you did was, and there's something that you I liked a lot about how you use social media, especially Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you blow your trumpet, real. Like you you, you own you. your narrative, real. I feel like it's something I needed. To ha- okay, my manager told me this from a very early stage of my career. So he said, to make it or keep it going in this game, yeah, like. You have to have something they know you for aside the music. <laughs> you feel me? You can, like it has to be a personality thing and it has to be the music. So it's a case of you know this Buju guy is always going to say he's going to blow his, his trumpet and say his mind. Because yeah. who else is gonna do it for him? You feel Nobody. me? So, <laughs> exactly. So it's like I'm always going to be at the forefront of tooting my horn and telling you. Yo, I'm this guy. <laughs> I'm I'm the guy. You feel me? So it's like, pay attention to what exactly I'm saying. At the same time, making the music as great to back up the claim. Yeah, you know, it's a whole it's a whole different thing. Especially when you, if you if you can if you can talk it, yeah, you should be able to back it. It's why, like tomorrow night, I respect Burner Boy any day. You feel sure. me? So it's like talk about it, be about it, and you know, let it show in the music still. How important is Knowing the contribution he's had in not just in in co-signing you, but actually working with you. How important, like today, now you're flying high, you are doing things that are beyond reason. And how important is his approval? Real, very, majorly big, because he gave me a whole different perspective to how to make music. As much as, as much as, I don't know if people can really relate to it, but I listen to Burner Boy judiciously, like like he was the Bible. <laughs> so the Life album was an album that changed my perspective of how to really make music, <laughs> you know? And the Life album and Ice Prince of Money, uh, uh, what's the name of the album? Fire of the Money. Fire of the Money. I don't, I don't know why people talk People don't talk about that project a lot. See, I don't know. <laughs> I love that album. That album? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if 
Wherever I was scratching and bringing it. What was your best record in my life? There, there were too, see, there were too many. If I pray, there was like, uh, you know, um, if I pray, um, on top say I pray. There were so many, there were too many songs. Like Ice Prince took me on a journey in that project. And he didn't even know, <laughs> you know? So the, at the time, you see Life album by Burner Boy and you see that Fire of the Money album, where the... Where the <laughs> Real, yo. So yes, join us. This is. You see this song. You see this song. Uh-huh. This song took me. <laughs> you know what's funny is when this song dropped. When the song dropped, I wasn't smoking. I didn't know what he, I did. I didn't get the full concept of it. Till I started smoking, it's like, oh, that's what you people were on about. Yes. And you say it was, it, it blew my mind because I enjoyed the song so much even before I, I could understand what it was about. So, ah, damn. So, so yeah, just yeah this, was, this, was, this was one of the... Don't fucking know the words, Like a marathon. But she go swallow some. Boom. Shoot like a marathon. No. No, no, this is prime burner. Yes. This is this was you see the, the burner 20, 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. He was like he was starving. He was yes. like he was like he didn't have anywhere to live. Yes. <laughs> you know, like it's why like anytime I hear like Music like burners like burner from that era, he blows my mind, you know, because he called everything, like you know, it was it was amazing, it was amazing. I can't even lie, amazing and, thing. Like moving forward, when did you finally begin to think you had found solid footing? I think where you didn't feel so exposed anymore, mm. and what made you start feeling that way. To be honest, I felt, I just recently started feeling that way. In what sense? Well, you know, I, I was still very much open to a whole lot, you know, last year. Um, so, uh, when my last project dropped, Sorry I'm Late, yeah. I was paying attention to everything. As much as I was enjoying the whole buzz of, you know, I just dropped an EP and it's doing, you know, subsequently well. I was more on, you know, how could I make this project better? You know, it's like, I felt like the project was great, but it was begging. Okay. Like for so much more. Okay. You know? I, you know, it, it was, it was a whole run of features that were amazing. Yeah. You know, and I dropped a project that people know it's amazing, mainly because of the songwriting, the lyricism, and everything. But it's like I felt like it was still begging, mainly because of the production, the engineering, and you know, the the topics and the story and the story I wanted to, the message I wanted to pass nice. across. So I I passed across the message very well, but it's like there was more. Yeah. So it's like I couldn't say I 
suddenly found it yet till I started working on my new project. And so it was a it was a project of big self reflection. Yeah. It's like who are you? <laughs> what are you about? And it's one of the reasons why I had to change my name. Mm. You know? Because a lot of people felt like it was on some external basis, but it was more internal. It's like it was the need for authenticity. Okay. You know? So it um, came from a, a personal place yeah. first. Yes. Before, before it became a business decision. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you feel me? So, because Buju is beauty underneath just understood, but it is native Jamaican for breadfruit. Yeah. That's what it means, breadfruit, bro. Beauty like, underneath. Just understood. Just now, understood. What I mean by that is like, at the period where I just realized my talent was amazing, this was like 2017, yeah. I knew I could sing all this while, you know. But when I realized like, yo, I could record and change my life if I literally just decided to. That was when I understood the essence of it. That's when I understood like how beautiful what I had was. Yeah. So it's the more reason beauty and just understood. It's always been there. It's just that I didn't really understand what it was about. You feel me? I was just singing because I sounded nice. You know? I it was more like, yo, there's more to this that you change your life and the lives of the people around you if you would take this seriously. Yeah. And that was what it stuck out for me. That's why that's why the I gave the name Buju more meaning. For so it was great rocking with it 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. But I realized like if you walk down the streets of Jamaica, you can see like 30 people with the name Buju just because you're chubby. Yeah. You know, because it's a nickname. Okay. And it didn't sit well with me. <laughs> you know, everything today that matters in the world, you know, is a name. Yeah. You know, like Joey Akan, like Louis Vuitton, like yeah. Tom Ford, like, you know, there's everything just that really matters has to stick with a name. Yeah. So, it's, you know, starting off my project last year and calling my, like, with my real name, Daniel Benson. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'm going to use Benson, like my surname. Yeah. As my name to maintain authenticity. But I'm going to write it down differently, mainly because of how aesthetically pleasing it is to write. Yeah. Because of how I write it anyway. But when I changed the name, like I felt the whole, like a like a reborn, like a rebirth, like, okay, I want to carry, I want to I want to make significance with this, you know. It's the reason why I had to start again with like a feature on again. Yeah. You know, so... When the name when the name first came out, when I first put it out there, a lot of people had their reservations. Like, rah, <laughs> I look at this guy. You have such an amazing. You are going to do, going so amazing. Which one is? See, I understood what you were trying. <laughs> I understood what it was from a commercial perspective because that was the perspective I had. But at the same time, you also clowned it. Clowned it like, give me like Malam, give me two Benson switch. <laughs> Because it's like rap. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, like you gotta like, clown me. Say that's the only way. To be honest, that's the only way those things go viral. To be honest, you know, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed. It's an event. It turned yes, into exactly. an event. And you know, people started comparing it to when uh, Nepa changed to PHC. Yeah, you yes. know, like they compared it to so many things. Yeah. You know, like it was such an event. It's like yo, and for me, things like that always stick because they will never forget it. This, sure. It will always be a thing of, oh shit, look at when this guy changed his name and everybody yeah. was going crazy. But I was key on letting people understand like it, it was beyond the name change. The music 
was only going to get better. Yeah. And the quality was not going to drop. You know, and that's when finesse came out. So like finesse was one of the grandest opportunities like I had, you know, I could I could do for any I could have done for anybody. Mainly because like Fils was a producer that I just dropped, you know, was just dropping hits on hits with like several people. So for him to be confident to say he wants to put out his own music, he's always very skeptical. Yeah. Because I've heard some producers say they want to sing and it's not always it. Till I saw the snippet like he put up on his Instagram story. And I'm like, yo, this hook sounds so fire. Yeah. You feel me? And at the time, I just changed my name, you know, just enjoying the buzz of everything. But, yo, this hook is amazing. And then he's like, yo, <laughs> jump on it. At the time, is every, usually I, at that time, we, we weren't doing verses for free. Yeah. You know, like we were putting like a proper chat to it or we're not doing it at all. You know, but I heard it and I was like, this is, this is an amazing song and I feel like if I contribute to this song we could actually we could actually take it like beyond to another level yeah and so like he came over and we made the song and that that's like the most my most streamed record right now beautiful real cause like we it was a it was a real it was a real you know connection and it was a way for me to propagate the name on a different level. Yeah. You know, so you'd have to look like, okay, who's this PNXN guy? If you yeah. had, uh, if you haven't seen him before or heard yeah. of him before, and then you go now, you're not checking this rap. It's Buju. Yeah. <laughs> the same guy I knew from that that time. But now it's more it's more refined. Yeah. I'm putting in the elements of the rapper guy <laughs> that used to rap before. So I'm delivering flows on a lot more faster pace and you know, it's kind of changed how I actually like, you know, deliver on, on songs now, you know. So, I mean, everything was just needed, you know. So I've I've just been, I've just been more, you know, focused on not just the name or anything. It's just making sure the sound and everything that's coming with it is new for me. So, yeah. And having a record like Finesse, mm-hmm. What does that do to you as an artist? Having a record that big, what does that do to you as an artist? It's the, it's the, it's a, <laughs> it's an amazing feat. It's more like, I'm more, I'm more concerned for feels. You know, it's, it's like, I need people to know that he's more amazing than that, than just that song. Yeah. Because I, I've heard like three to four hooks from feels that are mind blowing. You know, it's like, but I don't want people to tie his success or or how good he is or how talented he is to just the success of finesse. It's what happens when you actually have a big song. Yeah. You know, it's like people try to forget the essence of who exactly you are or how dope you are. You know, so Finesse is amazing for me, but it's not my it's not my stopping point. It's more like I'm on some I need more. You know? And at the same time, I need there needs to be more dynamic to it. You know. I I make I make the song for you to party to. Yeah. I also need to make the song for you to chill to and just relax to and just, you know, have a session to, you know. So 
um, the perks of a big song are very, very, very high because like you could you could sleep and say you know what this song is gonna ride forever, but it, it might not, you know. Yeah. So every day you just have to always look at it like yeah, it's just one tick in the box, and you have to look for the next one. You're very honest with yourself. Real. Like from pragmatism, <laughs> yeah, real. like you, you, you <laughs> know, it. like you, you, you don't lie to yourself. Real. Like, I mean, this it's mainly because there's, there's just nothing, <laughs> there's nothing to hide from myself again. I like to tell myself, yo, this is how it is. Especially if I know it's gonna work for me, yeah, to my advantage. You know, I take, you know, I'm a very, I'm stubborn. At the same time, I, I, I listen. Okay, you know, like I, I take constructive criticism especially when i know like it's going to take me from point a to point b yeah like it's going to uplift me so um this i encourage every creative to be more in tune with yourself you know it helps a lot mainly because like you'll be telling your truth in, in your stories or whatever you're doing yeah you know it's why some people can attach a little bit of me in my music because yeah. i'll tell you sure you know, and I've seen you publicly, like, engage. You're not one to shy away from a conversation. You do not. You stick out for yourself. Yeah. And when you see things, when you see a a wrong narrative, you come out and then you speak. Legit. And it feels like when you have these clashes, it's like, Ah, would you? How about he's he come again? He has come again. <laughs> um, you know, to some extent, like, I just, I just started understanding that I'm very confident and I'm very, sometimes I'm outspoken too. And, but for me, it's like when I see a certain narrative being pushed about my music, especially because it's very personal to me. Yeah. It's like, I don't freestyle. I, I like to make sure, like, I know what the words I'm saying mean. And it has to mean something, you know. It's not weird when somebody does, just comes and just says what they feel, you know, about it. And I used to do that before, mainly because I didn't know what... I, I felt like Burnaboy was the standard. Like, li- literally, like, he was making music that nobody else was making. So it's like, it's different. But I decided... till I started making music and understood there was different dynamics. There's... It's people for different things. Yeah. Someone got to do the party songs. If yeah. you Someone got to do the, the one that's for this one. So you had so, a new perspective. Yes, I had a whole total perspective, mainly because, like, I'm in there now. I'm in, I'm in, the, I'm in the room. <laughs> I'm in the conversation. I'm in the business. I'm seeing what exactly is going on. You understand, you understand why things exist. Yes, exactly why. It's the reason why they're there. So it's different because you, that's where I was before, you don't understand, you know? And th- there's this celebrity blanket that people think is is there that, you know, when you're a celebrity, you could just cover, you know, bullshit, but no. <laughs> it's like, I, I like to educate you, even if it's, even if it's the, in the most, returning your energy the same way you do. Yeah. It's like, you got to understand that there's so much more to this, but... Lately, I've been realizing that my manager put me on a different perspective. So, firstly, being impulsive doesn't necessarily always pay, mainly because sometimes, like, I pay attention to the bad ones. 
Yeah. And there's there's like 80% love. Yes. And then the 20% just, the 20% feels like, what are you, why are you here? It's, you know, it's, it's almost like, I want to see my people for my people. But, you know, I think it's what comes with the game and I need to accept it. Yeah. You know, because mine just said, have you ever walked down in the middle of the road and, you know, walked walked outside and someone came to meet you like, yo, your music is rubbish. Yo, you're, you're mid. <laughs> see, they love the word, we love the word mid now. Like, I see, bro, so that like... word mid eh, has started wars. That word mid has started wars. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yo, or, uh, you know. Just come to say, just say mid as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yo, uh, you know, you're not doing this amount of streams, so you you know it's number one today. Nobody has ever come to meet me in a physical sense, like, yeah, this was good. It's always, can I take a picture? Oh, yo, my I love you. So where are these people coming from? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like you need to understand that the internet, they're they're more they're more prone to attention. It's more like it's it's a dopamine rush. It's it's more like anything that gets you You're literally free. poking the beer. Literally, fart, like, fart it's like <laughs> literally, it's more like you just want to see how how far I could get or how you know how viral you could go yeah. off either getting a response or you know it's probably, probably getting blocks. <laughs> you know, so, so even these days, blocking, if you block someone, is a response. Yes, it's a badge it, of this, honor. Like yeah. they take screenshots <laughs> and they put it up and they say something sarcastic. Oh, he blocked me. He blocked me. I'm like, like, oh my god. It's like it's, like it's 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 all crazy thing. It's more like you noticed me. Okay, cool. But it's like I get it. I mean, I'm even trying to help you, so you don't need to see me every day. So it's like you know, I'm not seeing your worry, but it's. It's a thing whereby I've actually accepted now. So it's like, yeah, people are going to always have their own notion. It's more like it just shouldn't affect you and the music as much. Bad since 97. You've been speaking about growth. Uh-huh. That's the central theme that you've... Follow you on social media. Yeah. I see how on Twitter. I see how you've constantly preached growth, growth that this shows you have advanced. Mm-hmm. And I kept asking that question, like, why was this growth so important to you? Why why did you have such a focus on that? I, I mainly focused on, like, growth as the theme and literally, like, my... That's my, that's my light, you know, to navigate life, just to always grow. But on this project, it was more about, you know, showing maturity and, you know, an element of growth, per se, like on the project compared to like the last project I dropped, Sorry I'm Late. Yeah. You know, like I wanted I wanted people to see that there's been an evolution, like I've evolved into something, you know, that's going to be eternal, like yeah. a phoenix. So um, that's why it was so important for me to talk about it on this project. Like to let people know like, oh... I'm this I'm this particular guy that is on his own side and you know is unstoppable. You feel me? So I wanted people to understand that I've grown from the guy that was very insecure about the sound, not knowing if it was what people wanted to hear or not. Yeah. You know, it's grown I've grown into somebody that is very confident about my sound. 
okay. which is more like it's not going anywhere. You feel me? I'm what going feeds to this confidence? The the acceptance, in some sense, in this in. Okay, I use sorry I'm late as an example. Yeah, sorry I'm late was the only project still on the top twenty Nigeria. Uh, uh, albums, and it was on like number thirteen from last year. Yeah, that means every project that dropped last year was not on the top twenty this year in albums. And I asked why. I was the only person that dropped a cohesive project, that a project that you listen to the project for the project. Yeah, you feel me? Not because you're listening to a hit song. It's the reason why. The supposed hit song that's supposed to be on Project Kilometer is not compared to Never Stop. Never Stop has more streams than Kilometer. Oh, for so real? I, yeah. So I realized, Never it, Stop. Yes, Never Stopped. Oh. <laughs> you feel me? Let's play Never Stop. Let me let me pull it up. Let's go. You know, Never Stop actually like. Never Stop has more streams on Apple Music than Lennon Remix Burner Boy. Had more streams than Lennon Remix with Burner Boy. Yeah, Never Stop has more streams. I say a little prayer and I burn a split because I still breathe. I'm on my feet and I know tons of niggas still hoping I quit. Chica, my shilichi, kuselumi. No way I want to be a so I still push chica. Why, why do you think, let me stop this. Why do you think Never Stop had such huge penetration? Because it was real. It was a, it was, it was music I made to make people feel confident about themselves. You know, when I, it was, the reason why I made songs like Never Stop is because of how I saw the impact of Outside. Making a song like Outside, like a vulnerable song, a song whereby you can sort of relate to another man's story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, uh, talking about me, man, big up your chest, I swear. Yeah. If you know, get money, they kill idea. You feel me? So it's like, if you, you that knows that if you don't have money, there's several ideas of yours that probably died. Yeah. Just because you didn't have the money to back it up. Yeah. So you can relate to it. And Never Stopped is more, is, is about, you know, getting up and working no matter the situation, like getting up and trying to get it. You feel me? It was it was actually inspired of listening to uh, Corti. Yeah. Uh, she's a YouTuber. Yeah, I and, know Corti. Yeah. I worked with Corti before. Oh, <laughs> when she was at Empower, we we shot a series, a mini series for Empower. Wow. So she was a director. I was wow. I was a talent. Yeah. We just, <laughs> we just broke down wow. lots of things in the industry. Wow. That's beautiful. Real. She, she, apparently was, I was watching one of her videos and she made the statement, I've never stopped in my life, so I don't think I'll stop now. And that's like, rah. That's, I decided to make a song of that. Yeah. You feel me? That's the reason why I've never stopped was actually made. It was to inspire people to, you know, overlook their circumstances and like strive for more and just, you know, not stop in whatever they are actually doing. You feel me? So. That's why a lot of people related to it a lot more in the project. It had a, it had a huge significance. 
to them. It's more like, yeah, this is this is a song that means so much to me. I'm trying to show you. Okay, so this has never stopped. Yo, that's like it's like the fifth biggest on Apple Music. So it goes. It's a it's a it's an amazing thing to see that people actually connected to that side of the music. It's why. I decided to concentrate on making music that people could connect to on this new project, Bass 97. Yeah. You know, I've grown from looking for what appeals to the clubs or the parties or whatnot. Like, I'm more focused on what appeals to everybody. Yeah. You feel me? Like, the one you can play in the club, the one you can play in the classroom, the one you can play anywhere, you know. For whatever function at all, you know. So yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this concept of growth, and one of the key things I think that aids connectivity is knowing how life is. Because now, to a certain degree, you're insulated. You, you said you don't like certain degree. You're insulated. You said you don't like aspects of it because you don't. You can't, you can't live a normal life. You can't do me anymore. Yes. You can't do me. If I wanted to, if it was, to some extent, it's like, I'm trying to accept it. I mean, I've, I've accepted, I have to accept it. What do you miss the most? My privacy. <laughs> I think everybody's just, everybody's so intrigued with what's going on with me. It, it's like, I want to be, I want to have like a little bit of privacy too, like, like, you know, I could say something even in a public space and, you know, you don't, it's not a thing I, I want to see on the news. Just mainly because, I, because I want to share it doesn't necessarily mean I need it overblown out of proportion. <laughs> Do you feel like, it's like, I could, I could say something so simple and just because people can't understand it from the perspective I, I'm saying it, yeah. it's... It's blown out of proportion, and it's like raw. And people will just derive their own meaning, their own narrative, to, uh, and it's, it's just and give their thought a life of its own. Yeah, but can't you just leave me alone? <laughs> you know and the only thing is, you you only do that because you because I'm I'm somebody now. Yes, true, <laughs> true. So it's 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 some of those things I miss. Like like sometimes I I want to go out and it's like I love I love taking pictures. I love you know mingling with my fans and my friends but you know you, if you probably saw me in the mall yeah you know trying to shop for something uh, I'm probably looking for groceries the amount of people that want to take pictures it's just like damn I don't want to be in the mall anymore because the more they come in like the more I can't shop anymore yeah. the more I'm just distracted and doing what I, well you know it's the price I have to pay I can't even imagine what it's like for the bigger ones. Who might not even go to the mall again? <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah. Um, for me, the growth is more in the music and the character that okay. I'm, you know, I'm portraying. Because, like, a lot, of, a lot has happened to me that sort of shaped me. Okay. You know, and my character and my music, too. You know? It's... And I wanted to show and tell in the kind of music I'm putting out right now. It's more reason why, like, the project Bass in 97 is more central on how I have evolved, you know. Yeah. From the track one, there's a whole lot of confidence, you know. 
the braggadocious P, but there's still a huge sign of confident in confidence in what I'm doing. You know, it's like I'm bad and there's nothing you can actually do about it. You know, walking into Batman Weekend where I'm actually telling you about my insecurity of leaving the country for the first time. When I got into London, I think that was when I realized like, oh, music could actually take me this far. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and recorded Batman Weekend with TSB who works with like J-Hoss and whatnot. And that that track too, I was just, it was one of those tracks that I just vent and talk about how, you know, I've actually found my talent. I found my skill. You feel me? So then go to many ways and bro, the whole project is super intentional. You know, like everything was, every song was supposed to just be there. You know, so yeah. I mean, I'm just, it's just evident that there's there's a whole lot of evolution with, you know, with me and my person. So that's that's really what this project is about. And for you, you you think like making your music such an integral part of your existence, like you experience making your music such an integral part of your existence. You experience life. You turn it into song. You experience life. You gain new perspective. You turn it into song. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that too much intersection? Don't you think there's an in- interdependence there? Well, um, it's mainly, I, I like to see myself as a storyteller. Okay. You know, it's... I just want to tell stories to the best of my abilities. So, like, you can understand things from different perspectives, even if you've actually not experienced it. You feel me? Yeah. It's why, like, I was saying stuff like, As long as you should have my cup, you never finish. It's nothing like a talk and finish. You automatically put yourself in a position of you talking to a girl. Yeah, you don't you don't know anybody like what you singing the lyrics. You see yourself, or you see me. Yeah, in a position whereby I'm speaking to somebody, like I'm, you know, legit toasting somebody. So it's all those kind of things, as simple as it is. You know, you can picture the story, you can picture the experience. Yeah, and sometimes it's happened to you before, where you sure. try to talk to somebody and then it's like. Yeah, as in, answer me now. Don't let your friend whine me. <laughs> Just because, you feel me? So it's it's something that I want to be able to connect with people, you know? So whatever happens to me, I turn it into music as much as possible. Even if it, even if I don't turn it into a song, Yeah, I like to just write about it. So if I if I turn it into a bar or a line on a, on a song, it means something to me. I could tell you, or how this line came about. There was this one time I used a line, uh, Sogundogoji. Yeah. Now, so I heard the word Sogundogoji from Q Dot. Yeah. Q Dot is uh, like an Apala yes. artist. Yes. So he sings. <laughs> now, like, firstly, for somebody that I, I wasn't, I'm not necessarily a Yoruba boy, but it's like I listened to a lot of. Yoruba infused music just yeah. to have that 
feel of how the pronunciation goes and how they flow. Yeah. So I was listening to uh, Apala New School, one of Kudos uh, uh, records. And that's where I heard the word Sogundoguji. Now, Sogundoguji means turning 20 to 40. Okay. Compounding. Yes, yeah, like, it's like betting, it's like doubling. Doubling, yeah. So it's, a, it's like a game wherever you, you, you do like, try to double your money. You feel okay. me? So it was wild for me to hear something like that. And I was like, I think I can implement it in my song. It's one of the reasons why, like, I did a song called Mind Games, and I was like, even if so <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I could relate to it. So whenever you hear that, you almost imagine the betting scene, like, yeah. oh, you betting because you want to take your baby out or something. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, forever, anything I learn or anything that literally intrigues me, I'm always going to put it in music. Yeah. And in that way, you stay real. Yeah. You stay grounded in in your growth, in, yeah. your, in your human experience. Because it's the only way to to be authentic, like to deliver authenticity to the fullest. That's why I changed the name too, you feel me? So everything is going to be authentic from now on. Like it's something, if you hear it in the song, it's something that happened or it has meaning. You know, you just probably need to ask when I look at the project, I see, yes, let me even take this from a wider perspective. When I look at your story, I, I look at Buju's trajectory. I see like major places where I can say, okay, this caused a spike. That caused a spike. This caused a spike. And, you know, You've spoken about Bonnie Boy and how instrumental he 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 is. Yes. To your journey. Yeah. Well, another spike I can see also in your journey mm-hmm. is when you went sideways across the pond mm. and worked with Whiskey. Mm. So what you did on the that deluxe was, of Maiden Lagos. That was very special. That was very, very special. I think it was it changed a lot for me, mainly because, you know, I was coming off, you know, just adjusting to, like, lo- like loving the kind of music he was making. Okay. You know, like, from sound from the other side, I saw Wiz in a whole different light. Yeah. Do you feel me? Before sound you, on the other you side. You he was looking ahead? Yes. Like, I, I knew, like, oh, he sees it now. Do you feel me? Like, He's like a visionary. Like he knows that this is where the sound is going. Yeah. Do you feel me? So it's like, I loved it. So when, when he reached out on Instagram, like I was super surprised. Like, it's like, how can he, how could he connect to it? How did he connect to my music? So it kind of, it kind of made me see that, yes, I think we're on the same wavelength. Do you feel? Then I met him and then, you know, he was playing me. He said he came into Lagos to work on his Deluxe project. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, Deluxe was made in Lagos. Mm-hmm. Lagos is crazy. <laughs> but, 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 you know, a key part of, I think, what has made Whiskey successful is that he actually studies the market. In tune. He's in tune. Yes, he, he was... follows everything. He's, he follows it all. Like he's really, really, really like connected 
And so he knows how to, he knows what to do. To be honest, it's like, well, and he's very calculative with it. So it's yeah. like, it's not, it's not necessarily because Zazu is on the streets, he's going to jump on Zazu. Nah, not <laughs> So it's more like, it's more like it has to connect it with what he's doing. Yeah. You know? So when we made, we made Mood, Mood came out. Like, it's so amazing. Like, the fact that the Deluxe was nominated for the Grammy, like, was a mind-blowing thing. Because I, I, did, I did not see that coming. So it was a case of, are we just, was it going to be a, a case of it's just one song? Or one song just literally, like, does the whole thing and we don't work anymore? Because I had that fear too. Because, you know, it gets like that where it's just like, oh, it's just a one song, one type. But yeah. bro, the relationship, like, grew beyond, you know, that. And then, like, because he's a real person. Oh, really? Because, bro, performed at the O2 twice. <laughs> it's wild because, like, to give you that kind of opportunity. Because, yeah. I mean, it was a really big one for me. And subsequently still went on to record more songs, you know? Uh, he came into Lagos and reached out that he was in Lagos that she come over to work. And that was where we recorded many ways. I mean, that was where I played him many ways. And then he, he requested I send it over to him. And then he recorded on it. And yeah. my relationship with Wiz has just been so, you know, substantial to my growth because, like, I feel like he put me out in a, in a different light. Because, you know, for me, Mid Lagos Dealers Drop, like he was, he put out a couple of tweets where it was like, which is one of one. And, bro, that's like, it stuck out for me because, like, it's, it's real. It's all I've ever chased just to be on my level, on a level whereby I stand out for me. It's like you can't, can't hear anybody delivering at that level. And, how much of all of this growth, this journey, has been down to you having the freedom of independence where you can make your decision, move on the go, stay mobile, and just keep moving, like making sure you're always delivering without... A hundred thousand percent. <laughs> Everything. No, my no, career. No layoff, bureaucracy. You're just going. My career right now and the success of my career is based off the fact that I am independent. It's based off the fact that I could I could literally make a creative decision and let it fly right now. You know, it's without having to I listen to my team very well because like that's I really believe in my team a lot. But it's also like I could make decisions like without having to necessarily beg for permission yeah you know um you can control your destiny yes, i could control my destiny and my work yeah you know i could decide this is the type of sound i want to make today if it's not pro just because it's not profiting you doesn't mean you know it's not it's not a it's not a sound not that beneficial people, yeah, you feel you. me like it's not a sound that people will connect to you feel me that's what labels suffer sometimes sometimes try stuff try other stuff like, because I'm a piano playing in the club doesn't mean, like, your artist got to make him a piano. 
Mm-hmm. You understand? So it's why being true to yourself plays so much of a huge role. You understand? So independence is so key. Like for my career, like for my success rate. Yeah. You know, because as a creative, like you have different ideas every day. You know, sometimes the ideas are eccentric. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, it's like, do, do you agree? Or as in, do you, can you see what I'm seeing? If you can't see what I'm seeing, I'll look mad to you. <laughs> you know, I look like, what's this guy say? You know, if you ever, if you ever meet TJ Murray, when TJ Murray is explaining his videos to I'm, you. I've met him, he was yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> Bro, he's, if he's explaining his video concepts to you without like giving you a treatment, you think, you think he's mad? Because <laughs> the ideas are eccentric. They're, exci- they're exciting. And it's like, if you don't necessarily connect, you look like, it'll look like a dream, you know, a fantasy. It'll look like a facade, you know. It sounds um, ashaken to a meme. <laughs> <laughs> it's not ashaken to everything. It's more like, you can't associate Ashake's music video music with any other video, like a video director. Like you almost like, oh, there's a new Ashake song. Ah, please let him go and give it to TG shoot it. Or did he shoot it with TG? Do you understand? Because they 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 they're in sync. They actually understand the aesthetics, you know, on how to actually present the artist. So yeah, it's one of the reasons why like I respect the both of them. Their work is crazy. TJ Mori is a, he's one of those people I respect. I respect who he is. I respect what he's been able to do. You know, I met him a long time ago before he became who he was. Yeah. So I, my friend, gave, I gave him the opportunity for his first ever video. So seeing what he's been able to do, how he's been able to take his chances. He's been such a weird guy. Self-thought. Literally. Self thought, well, he just just had the craziest ideas, and he's such a real person. He's very pragmatic too. <laughs> amazing guy, so, amazing guy. And for you, you've been able to take these chances, you've been able to take these risks, and a number of them have paid off. For bad in ni- for bad since ninety seven. Did you take any risk per se? Yeah, you took some risk having really? to <laughs> yes, having to make the it's risk taken. I took a lot of risk for this one. What's the most obvious risk you took? To be honest, for me, it may not have been a lot obvious to a lot of people, but it was trying to show people a dynamic to the tone I could deliver in. You know, I found myself delivering in like lower tones, like lower registers yeah. compared to how I, I always sing before, you know, like songs like Bad Man Wicked. It, it, it was experimental you know, on a level whereby how do people perceive this? You know, songs like Lose Emotion, it's like, yeah. don't do it for me no more, you know. You know? It's like, you've never heard me in that light before. So that was, that was a risk, which is like, people need to know that okay yes you can actually hit in that note too also the need for additional production you started your exploration into the metaverse Mm. 
Now you're doing this thing parties. He- heads by Benson. <laughs> Legit. You I was at your last listening where the metaverse listening mm. where you know people saw went through your NFT collection. Yeah. Um there was a chance to mint proper whatever you want. And you know, there are benefits to owning one of them, one of those yeah. heads. Yeah. And even the metaverse mm-hmm. that you can interact with people and be a part of a community. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to explore that? Well, innovation has always been something I've always been interested in. Mainly, maybe it's because of how fascinating it is to me, you know. Um, I started computer science technology, but it's like I never got to ever put it into practice or, you know, anything at all. So when my friends brought the idea of, like, you know, turning my imagery into, like, you know, non-fungible tokens, like, you know, NFTs, it was something I was like, you know, I, I was, it was an idea I was really, I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't really open to it at the first instance because, like, I didn't get it, you know. And then, like, there was a lot more elaboration. Um, I got more understanding, like a clearer view of how, like, it actually works and how it could actually help imbuing the community I really wanted to build, you know, with fans that are core and genuine and on a level whereby I could connect with them and bridge that gap between, like, artists and you know, fan base, you feel me? So we decided to create, like, utilities on there yeah, that could help them, you know, get access to shows and merch. And In, in what sense? Walk me through that. Well, so the main cruise of Hess by Benson is community. So it's like a, we have a Discord. Yeah. It has over, like, uh, 8,000 subscribers at the moment. Yeah. And our main aim is literally like about pushing you know the community of people that actually like love my music and everything I'm about yeah and helping them just just ease through social life yeah so for every show that they will actually want to want to go to they let the discord know and it's automatically sorted it just depends on how much heads you have in your wallet you know the bet the more the heads the better the seed but if you have even one head you have access to the show, even if it's just a regular ticket. Yeah. You feel me? You get access to that show, any show in the country at all. And from anywhere that you are, you just need to put it there on the Discord that, yo, um, this is the show I want to be at. This is, you know, the detail and everything. And it will be sorted out for you. And nice. we also do, like, like community, like, link up. So I, I've taken a couple of members for dinners, you know, we just have dinner, we just chill, just talk about what's going on with their life, you know. It's always amazing because they never think it's possible. You know, it's always like, how do you want to see Bujo? How do you want to meet him? But I've been able to bridge that gap for a couple of people who have, you know, just made music and, you know, made making music and propagating music a lot easier, which is the fans and it's the best way I could actually give back to them. It's why I decided to tap in like that. And if you notice, like, the minds of the people that are actually in this space are very young. Everybody is, you know, innovative. They're looking at futuristic stuff, you know. Yeah. Everything that might not necessarily matter now, but will matter in, like, years to come. So, yeah, I'm I'm just trying to tap in as early as possible because I feel like this is going to be so big in a few years. 
the metaverse, crypto, and everything else, you know. So I, I want to be at the forefront of it. You know, it's the, reason, it's the reason why we actually, I actually decided to key into it and, you know, do it. So, yeah. Beautiful. And, you know, I shared pictures of your, uh, of your listening and then Meta, like Facebook, they liked it and responded. Yeah. So when I said, Bridget is bringing exciting things to the Metaverse, have you guys had any, like, official communication? Well, this, those, I think this, the guys that, the guys, I've forgotten their names. They reached out on Instagram, but, like, there hasn't, that's, we'll probably work on something if, if we're open because I'm I'm very open to, you know, connecting and taking this on a whole different level whereby, you know, there's more. Yeah. Imagine we could do, like, medical grants, you know, for people that actually have the heads to cover your medical experience, like, your expenses, just in, like a health insurance type of fee, yeah. you feel me? Um, we actually always... As a community, we actually even keep funds for like, you know, like the same where we got to hold the listing party is called a play space. Yeah. You know, so um, we actually bought that, you know, in the metaverse. Nice. You know, a space whereby people just come there so they can hear just us. Nice. You know, so yeah, over time it's going to be developing. At the time, what during the listing party, it was still, you know, a little blanks, you know, colors here, but. Subsequently, like, we we'll keep building, like, furnitures here and there. Make, turn it into a whole living experience. So it's almost like you walk into, like, a building, yeah. you know, that, you know, has chairs, everything that, but it's all in the metaverse and you feel like you're even inside it. So it's innovating and, I mean, I'm just excited for it. Trust. That's Very. beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, I know, like, I know a lot of people are trying to explore this in multiple markets, but you seem to have had a hold on this. I've, you guys have your Twitter spaces. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, community is very key. Yeah, that's why. Like, I'm I'm so open to the teamwork, especially with the people on my team. Like, they're young and vibrant, and always coming up with ideas. So yeah, it's a it's a project I'm, I have so much faith in. Trust. Yeah. And. When you consider that and then look into how your project has been received, how much of that is down to community? Everything. <laughs> it's like for the music for the music to get to where it's supposed to get to, I feel like people have to share it. Okay. People always have to share it. People have to. People play such an important role in the propagation. It's like it's not it's not f- a fluke sometimes when you see some things happen it's because people actually got in tune with it and they actually made it happen like with the with the recent success of Bassin 97 it's like I saw this project you know peak number six in Apple Music I was seeing Americans artists that you know the project passed on the charts to peak number six and peaking number four in the UK it works on algorithm like who is playing who like what are they playing right now? And it turns out it's the project they're playing. So it goes a long way to say there's people that there's people that you know connect to this music that we don't even know on a daily basis, you know. And the only way you can reach them is via community, <laughs> you know. Some are not even on social media, yeah, you know. So 
So it's it's the ones that are on social media that are able to tell them that yo, there's this guy, yeah. and he's bad. So open your phone and download him, you know. So all those things, you know, it, it plays such a huge, such a huge role. You feel me? So community is so key. You feel me? Because you have to you have to build this sort of bond and trust with your people. Yeah. So even when it's like what well, it's rocky or probably there's no music or anything, you know that you're solid. It's what like you have like Wiz now. Wiz could go a year <laughs> without dropping music right now. And yeah. it'll be like, yeah, it's Wiz. And the day it drops, oh shit. You know, so it's the whole thing. Um, so community is very, very key. Very, very key. And do you think you faced adversity? Hmm. Like, because you've been in the news also recently. Mm-hmm. Adversity, it's like, it depends because me, like, I don't necessarily channel all my energy there. Okay. You know, it's more like, I mean, people people make their comparisons. You can't die on it. You can't, <laughs> you can't control it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, what they, it's what they use to promote the sports. Yeah. It's why music sometimes is like sports. So it's like, how do you know who's the better guy if you don't necessarily compare them or their achievements? But sometimes it doesn't always work that way. So adversity is not a thing for me. I mean, I'm more focused on like music, you know, and you know, making music and pro- propagating music and literally beating my own record. You feel me? It's like right now, I have to make a project that's going to go past what you know, Bass Ninety Seven has actually achieved. So adversity is cool. Like it's 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 normal in the game. You know, there's people that might not necessarily want. To me, I see it as people that want what you want but don't know how to say it. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Or want what you have, rather, but don't know how to say it. So it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. And you've come this far. You've done all of this. And you've gotten to this point where this is the highest point you've ever been at in your career. Yes. And you're still working because there's so much yes. that you can be. Still so hungry. <laughs> Very hungry. <laughs> what do you want out of all of this for yourself? Like- Leg- legendary status, like a legacy. I need, I need a standpoint whereby it's like you know, I need to be above or achieve more than everybody I've looked up to. You know, in the first instance, it's more like I wanted to work with everybody I've looked up to. Yeah, you know, everybody that their music had influenced me. But the grace of God, I have maybe. Not fully on the foreign scene, full fledged. Yeah, you feel me? But on the local scene, African scene, I have, you know, and on the international scene, I have I've ticked some boxes. Yeah, you feel me? But there's still a few more, and trust me, it's just a few, <laughs> really few, that I want to tick. But you know, what I want to gain from all this at the end of the day, you know, longevity, legacy yeah. that. You know, it's unshaking and it's it's glaring. It's right there. That I came in, I defied a lot of odds because there's a lot of things like I feel like if was, there's a lot of things that if they, like that are thrown at me or were thrown at me that if they were thrown at anybody else, they would have broken. You know, and it's like I want people to see me as that overcoming factor on the factor whereby on the level whereby. Yo, you defined all the odds. Like you feel me? It's not it's not the regular thing you just see. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I need to achieve way more than the people that I actually looked up to, so that 
I'm at the top of the hill and I'm like, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing else, you know, like <laughs> Drake status. Imagine bigger than Drake status. You, you should know that's another level. But it's like chasing something that doesn't exist. There's no way on earth that because it's different. I, th- I, I think the meal keeps grinding. Time yes. keeps marching on. Everything, and, everything keeps happening. But and and there's no way you would ever get to a point where you've done more than everyone else in music. I don't. To be honest, for me, I don't think so. Because it's, it, but it, it's it great. Keeps, to it dream. keeps expanding. You know, that's that's why I say it's a great thing to yeah. to, to dream f- to achieve. Yeah. Because uh, the target keeps moving. And to be so, honest, like everything, everything keeps keeps moving and keeps evolving. Yeah. You know, but it's like you should you shoot for the sky. You actually aim for the moon. Mm. You know, but you you might land in the stars or something, something. But the truth is. Really, anything is possible. Yeah. As much as like, it just takes one factor. Sometimes, it it could take two. It could take three. It could take uh, a shift in in the soundscape. Yeah, you see, like like what Love Wanted was able to achieve at the time. You see, when the music was just made fresh, when it was just Love Wanted at instance, a lot of people didn't know or see the substance in there to see that it could connect to people that are listening to a whole different thing, you know, with the Oriental or the Asian, the Indian thing with the... Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Amazing. But it, it might not connect here because some will say, oh, a little too repetitive yeah. or a little too lazy. No, bro. Like, it's... I called the sound that, yo, this is... This is an amazing song. Yeah. And I feel it was going to do amazing. Maybe not in the country at the time, but, you know, trust. And it, it's now one of the most streamed songs in Africa. But you need to know that it is possible to even go way beyond that. You know? Because right, it's like about 8, 8 billion people in the world right now. So, yeah. Yeah, man. You can touch that now. You can touch it. True. <laughs> True. You can touch it. And that continues to change. So, Afrobeats to the world, Mm. like seeing how much influence we've had, we've come to have, Mm. seeing how how much attention is in here, how the pipelines have been built to export our creation into the global framework. Mm. How does that? How does that inform the way you work? Has that in any way played a role? Afrobeats, Afrobeats to the world, you know. That tag, I feel like we've crossed. We were we're crossing there, where really it's 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 one of the, it's the directive, it's the motive because it's like taking it's taking what we have here on a global, on global stages on on a global platform. But I won't necessarily say like it influences how I make my music. Okay, I say I make my music to be more relatable to everybody. It's not it's beyond Afrobeats. For me, like I need, it's why I adopt the genre Afrofusion. Yeah, it's it is not binding to just one aspect. It's it's it, it's an umbrella that takes everybody inside. Yeah, you know, like, but you would always find that African element there. You know, it's like I'd be singing an R and B song, and you'd hear me still throw some Yoruba inside there, or you know, the percussions. Still be, you know, African 
themed or something. It's just maintaining the African ingredient, the African culture, yeah, in whatever genre you are trying to even, you know, jump on or mess with or play with, and that's how the genre works, you know, because it could be, it could be reggae, <laughs> it could be reggae that you're hearing, yeah, sing your reggae thing and then still say your Yoruba there or speak your African dialect there, you know, it's just. Put it, just put it in there to show that yes, there is a there is heritage somewhere. You feel me? That's that's why I I feel like I can't say I'm making music as just Afrobeats now and yeah. taking it to the world. No, no, no. I'm making very inclusive music, like music that everybody should adopt to, like everybody should listen to. You feel me? Yeah. So um, I'm not even pressured by trying to make a a song that I'm expecting that is going to blow up today. Do you think that 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 pressure is just too much? If if I'm looking like oh, I need to make a love one, I need to make a buga, I need to do any of that. No, I just want to make music at my own pace because I saw what happened with finesse. Yeah, and I realized like yeah, finesse was not supposed to be a club song. It's not a. It's just a. It's just a feel good nice record. It's cruise. Yeah, and they started playing it in clubs. So it's like, and it just went up. You know, it's like everybody just connects to what connects to them. Yeah, you feel me. So, um, I'm not, I'm not in any, I'm not pressured by doing anything. I'm just working at my pace and enjoying, you know, the work. And do you think there's been an element of spite in how you have moved? Hmm. Spite in a sense, in a sense of, of in a sense of. Putting out features or... No, no, like, mm -hmm. I'll show you. Mm -hmm. Like... I'll show you. Well, to be honest, it depends on what drives you. Like, what what drives me... What drives me is more motivational. Okay. Like, it's more... It's more about looking around me and seeing that I've bettered everybody's life. Okay. That's what really drives me. Like, the I'll show you factor is not on some... I've never... I've never been on some... It's more of I'll show the world. Okay. <laughs> you feel me? It's like it's like there's no there's nothing I'm looking at. It's more like I want everything to look at me. Okay. You know? That's that's exactly what it's like at this point. You know. Even though like it's affecting my my life, my private life and whatnot, but it's like I want everything to look at me. Everything to tune to what I'm saying and what I'm doing. Cause that's all that matters. Because it's like can't show anybody, man. I'm trying to show myself that yeah, I could do it. You feel me? I'm trying to show that you could dream and make it happen. You know, but I told you like it wasn't easy saying I can make. I wanted to make music to friends of mine. Yeah. You know, back then, which is not crazy because like if I decided to listen to the ones that said, "Nah, man, you can't make it." Like this guy or that guy. You you know, to be honest, I probably wouldn't be here right now. You know, probably would have been way worse. So yeah, that's that's just been my my own focus because me have every every move I make is more about being a better version of the guy I was yesterday. Yeah. It's not a it's not a level of competition or anything. It's, I'm more I'm more focused on me. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Madon. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. This is two hours of. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pure vibes. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Um, thank you so much. Thanks for doing this. So, Batson's 97. Mm-hmm. Out now. Out Every now by way. Benson with that FKA. Yeah. Formerly known as. I don't. Apparently, like, Apple Music only puts it there because they're going to change it very soon. Apparently, it's a. It's Is a it? thing. It's just a thing to switch, just to show that it's, it was it's, this it's, guy before. It's in transition. Yeah, so it takes about. They said it. From when I changed the name, it was supposed to take like about nine months. Yeah. So in a few months, it'll be off as just. It'll be off and then it'll be just Buju, like BNX. Benson. <laughs> it'll be just Benson. So yeah, that's it. Was it hard to like adopt mentally? Well, not really. It's, it's just my name. It's just, it's just how. I had to write it now. And how people had to, you know, it's like how Black said, don't call me six lakh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, con- that constant struggle. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yo, you wrote it as six lakh, though. So me, I can't tell you don't call me BNX then, or call me Benson. Yeah. And it's like, for bro, you wrote it as VNX. <laughs> I mean, so that's just how it is. Though. I'm just well, well done. Thank you so much. Well done for giving so much of yourself. Thank you so to much to the world. Thank you. Doing that can only come from a place of generosity, you know, generosity mm-hmm. of spirit, mm-hmm. wanting to create and create to to give people something. Yeah. And in the end, you know, you get rewarded for it. Like you do it right and play all the variables right. If you play them right, you just you, you get it done right. High risk, high reward. And so far, you have nailed it at every point of the way. Thank you so much, Manji. Thank you so much for doing this. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Bad since 97. Yeah. <laughs>